organizing our parties uh, brings it to the point that you're gonna play, you can also play on them. You can do bookings by like booking other artists for your parties, and uh, you learn how to promote also a party. You know, you learn how to deal with other artists. So it it kinds of I mean, you learn a lot by organizing parties. You know, that's what I want to say because you need to cover a lot of roles. Are you ready to level up your game as a DJ and producer and break into the electronic music scene? Welcome to the Break Into The Scene podcast, where you will hear the stories of DJs and producers about how they got where they are today and how they broke into the electronic music scene. On top of all that, industry experts share their tips on specific topics, such as how to build your brand as a DJ and artist today, how to build connections in the industry, how to get more gigs as a DJ, and many, many more. So if you're ready to take your music career to the next level, buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, DJ Resonant, host of Resonant Radio, and former host of the Mindset Horizon, podcast interview mastery, and podcasting for influence podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Break Into The Scene podcast. I'm your host, DJ Resonant, and I'm super excited for you to listen to today's episode with the one and only Bruno Otranto, DJ, producer, and founder of B-Time, a Berlin-based DJ academy. But before I introduce Bruno, I want to let you know that besides this podcast, I also host a music podcast called Resonant Radio, where I publish my house mixes on a bi-weekly basis. So if you want to tune in and have a taste of what I'm spinning nowadays, all you need to do is go to resonant.com forward slash radio or soundcloud.com forward slash resonant, where resonant is spelled as R-E-Z-O-N-A-N-D. That's resonant. You can always find the links mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes section of the episode. If you want to contact me, hit me up on the socials. My Instagram is resonant.dj. And now let me introduce today's guest. So my guest today is Bruno Otranto, who is a professional DJ with more than 20 years of experience in the international electronic music scene, studies in music business and management from the University of Brighton, and he's the founder of B-Time, a Berlin-based DJ academy. Being a Berlin local for more than 10 years and bringing the breadth of experience in the international scene, Bruno has been able to establish himself as a respected part of the Berlin club scene, regularly performing at well-known clubs and festivals. In addition, Bruno works as a music producer, event organizer, and artist manager, and manages his own record label, Monarch Records. At the beginning of the episode, Bruno shares his story about how he started DJing when he was 14 years old and tells the story about his first ever DJ gig at the age of 16. We then discuss his story of studying and living in Brighton and moving to Berlin. He then tells stories about organizing his own events, not only in Brighton, but also later on in Berlin. He also shares his learnings and tips about what to do and what not to do when it comes to organizing your own party series. We then continue with discussing the story behind B-Time, a Berlin-based DJ academy that Bruno founded during the pandemic. He tells the interesting story of how the business idea itself was born and how he could turn this idea into a reality. Closer to the end of the episode, Bruno shares where can people learn more about B-Time 
and listen to his music, and he also shares his future goals and aspirations. If you want to receive regular email updates about new episodes, all you need to do is sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. And again, you can always find all these links mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes section of the episode. And now, without any further ado, here's my interview with the one and only Bruno Otranto. Hi, Bruno, and welcome to the Break Into the Scene podcast. Hi, Tibor. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. You know, I just don't take for granted that someone takes like one hour, maybe a little bit more sometimes to kind of like come on the podcast. So you are busy with B-Time and all the students. Uh, yeah, and so I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Speaking of B-Time, I like to start the podcast episodes with a story of how, how we got connected and how we, how, we, how we know each other, actually. Last year, I was about to learn DJing. And I remember I started with an online course, but then uh, for several reasons, I was looking for like in-person DJ courses in Berlin because I was already based in Berlin and I stumbled upon B-Time. I wanted to learn DJing in person because I wanted to make connections, you know, because when you learn online, it's like super cool, but like with this home office and, you know, just living online is not for me sometimes. I'm kind of like, you know, fed up with like home office and being online all the time. So I was like, I really need this like in-person experience. And I found uh, B-Time and it was really interesting because I saw that you can also perform live at the end of the course. So it was like really appealing to me. And I don't know if you remember, but like, Last year, basically, I think in May, I was thinking about this nowadays because it's basically one year past. In May, we had our first kind of like discovery call. And then in yeah. September, we started working together. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember perfectly. Yeah. Amazing, man. Do you remember? I wanted <laughs> yeah, to play. You were, you, were, you were very friendly from the very beginning. So, yeah, I remember. I, I wanted to play drum and bass. I was telling you, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> can you make me a famous drum and bass DJ in, Ber in Berlin? You know, like no one's listening to drum and bass. Yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm not playing drum and bass, guys. <laughs> yet. No, yet. no, yet. No, yet. Exactly. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> But I really want to kind of like start with your journey in terms of like how you get to the point. Today you're a DJ producer and also like a teacher. I mean, the founder of the uh, DJ Academy slash school called B-Time. So where I also learned DJing. But how you got to this point? I mean, I'm going to try to keep it short because as you say, it's a long journey, but let's reduce it. So basically, uh, it all start. I mean, the passion start since I was a kid, no, like with 14 years old, I uh discover the vinyl through one of my best friends he started like compilating vinyls and uh, instead of going to play football in the park we were always meeting at his house and uh, trying to play like these vinyls to mix them together what was almost impossible as you can imagine uh nobody teach us nobody explained us anything there was no youtube that in <laughs> that time no? uh yeah i'm talking about more than 20 years ago so uh are we yeah. in madrid actually are we in madrid? in madrid that was in madrid exactly okay amazing and i will i will never well let's say my mother will never forget that my first gig that was uh when i turned 16 uh two years after uh training with with my friend 
uh, at was the point where I decided to um, make my own party. So <laughs> it was a really funny party because I was on uh, school and like tried to do like a kind of a poster and post it everywhere on the school around so all students can, can come and and uh, my mother had the lamp and I uh, I, rem- I will never forget she told me like and I asked her for the lamp because there, there was uh, a bar where the party is supposed to happen and the bar was not prepared for that so I of course I brought my turntables my mixer uh, which by the way were really shitty ones but well enough for, for that uh, but uh, the most important part, there was no light on the DJ booth, so I asked my mom for a for a light, and she gave me like classic old lamp, like like really really old, and she told me like please like don't break it or don't lose it. Okay, well the the party worked very well, and of course <laughs> I lost it at the end, so she's always remember reminding me this. Uh, but well anyway, but it was because of a good reason, no. And that was my first party, a party slash DJ gig with 16 years old uh, in my After that, well, uh, of course, more uh, gigs came, like playing in friends' uh, house parties or like uh, in bar clubs. Uh, but I decided to to make the move and jump to, I mean, to move to, to Brighton, England, uh, where I stayed for three years. And there I became more like professional let's say like uh start playing in clubs organizing parties in, in uh, proper clubs not not bars anymore where in clubs where where the DA booth was already like uh, illuminated you know with lights and not need <laughs> <laughs> to, to ask my mom to, yeah. to work with yeah, my lamp. Yeah. and uh, yeah and it, I, I I learned a lot on on that scene I had so much fun I met so many people I start um, uh, my first series of, of parties like once per month called Burlesque and it was funny because it was um, a kind of uh, a circus, electronic circus party. That was the concept. So every time uh, there was a party, there was a theme connected to circus and every single person came with a fancy dress related to that topic. No, So I don't know, one party was crazy clowns, another party was... Uh, uh ballet d- dancers and so every time was something related to it and the music was also connected to that idea no so um yeah that on that time the, the idea was to get artists uh that play more like kind of uh, uh bumping circus uh electronic vibes and we had two floors and the the, the floor downstairs was for gypsy music live gypsy music with bands and like uh, uh solo artists I was really great. I, I I also on that time study music business in in the University of Brighton, so it helps me a lot to understand how the business works, how to make a profitable uh, music business, no, out of an idea. It's super useful because I didn't have that background. I have some marketing background, but it's like I think it's a really important aspect besides like learning the skills like DJing or music production, but also like that's one of the reasons I started this podcast to kind of like explore some of these areas as well. But uh, I want to circle back to to your story, which is like uh, we are in Brighton, right? So you're organizing your own own parties. I kind of like want to uh, dive deeper there in terms of like 
when it comes to aspiring DJs, for example, they either try to apply to, I don't know, like get in touch with venues or promoters maybe, or uh, uh, bookers to kind of like get gigs, but another how to say opportunities to kind of like uh, organize your own events or parties. So why do you take this route back then? Uh, was it a more appealing idea than kind of like trying to apply? Yes, I mean, the thing is that uh, playing was always that I all, I mean, this was something that I always enjoyed to do, of course, but I saw also an opportunity to get more exposure by by performing in my own events. Uh, at the beginning, of course, it was, I'm talking about, this was uh, 2009. So, of course, I was younger, I had more energies and... Um, yeah, I wanted to to create uh, to to make these ideas that were in my head real. Not only, I mean, actually, it was more more like a a, a need. I could not just like think about it and and not move forward with it. No, so I I start doing it like to kind of release my creative <laughs> way of thinking. Nice, and, I love it. And uh, and then I yeah I I find out that was was a really nice way of also connecting with other artists. So I kind of always um I, I was always try to connect with the artists that I like the most. The music that I was playing, for example, from other artists, it makes me to to have the need of connecting with them and having this uh, uh, party gave me the chance to invite them to play on the party, to meet them in person, to learn from them, you know, somehow. I have so to say cool. that at the same time, it was really, it was really, really tough, you know, because uh, organizing parties and, and making sure that, you know, uh, you make break even and you, you um, earn enough money. It's a, it's a tough work, you know, like uh, for a long period is something that, yeah, makes you feel very tired, no? And uh, because the risk is high, you know, like uh, it can be one party goes really well and you earn a lot of money and you have so much fun. Everyone enjoys a lot. And like, of course, it's like worth it, but it can be also the other way around. Like you work as hard as ever and uh, nobody comes because it's raining. People prefer to stay at home. You know, there's so many factors that can influence on the positive or negative result. Honestly, I was thinking about this I mean, I've been thinking about this idea lately to kind of like organize own events, but uh, for some of the reasons that you're saying, I'm actually kind of like putting it on hold, uh, honestly, uh, because like, you know, I work full time and so I have very limited time to kind of like focus on the music side of things. But I was actually thinking to kind of like leverage the company where I work to kind of like organize events for the company or for teams within the company because i have more influence there like i can more easily gather people or or, or attendees from from the company versus like starting to promote the event within berlin let's say you know so i don't really have that influence to kind of like uh attract um enough attendees i feel at least uh but yeah it's it's on hold for me but um you also have like other experiences because uh in your journey we are in brighton but later on when you move to berlin you also start another event or maybe multiple events that i didn't know about so you have like many experiences with this right mm -hmm. yeah actually kind of all connected and this is something that i have learned when i study you know in, in england so for example um Organizing or parties uh, brings it to the point that you're gonna play, you can also play on them. You can do bookings by like booking other artists for your parties. 
and uh, you learn how to promote also a party, you know, you learn how to deal with other artists. So it, it kinds of, I mean, you learn a lot by organizing parties, you know, that's what I want to say, because you need to cover a lot of roles at the same time, especially if you do it by your own. That was the case. My case was that, you no, know, like I, I have a full team. So, yeah, uh, since like... Uh, uh, asking friend who is a graphic designer about doing the graphic design and of, of the flyer, contacting printers, posting yourself posters and fly flyering everywhere, uh, social media, playing, doing booking for the artists, uh, doing the deals with the venue. Also, that's a lot of roles. No, that's a lot of things. But it's if you really love that, it's uh, it's as you say, it's a it's a journey. It's a nice journey. And then, because of uh, this thing that I was doing in Brighton, um, there was, I think you know him, Freedom B, Alberto, as yeah. also yeah. guy from Madrid also. Uh, yeah, he's, he contacted me and he wanted actually to play in my party and was interested in what's going on. And then we started like talking with each other and he was already living in, in Berlin on that time. Mm -hmm. So I talked to him and I already wanted to come to, to Berlin. To make it short, the reason why I moved to Berlin is because when I was living in Brighton, um, you know, Fusion Fusion Festival, no? Yes, yes, yes. So I, 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 I was in Brighton and I wanted to visit an electronic music festival that was not in England and also not in Spain. So in that time, it was pretty hard. As I said, that like social media was not there. You, you had no much information about the festivals in the internet. But I found a little post about uh, uh, fusion and uh, and I I just uh, found it interesting in Germany close to Berlin let's go I planned this with two friends of mine and one day before like flights like we bought flights we bought everything uh, like one day before they told me no we don't go because of war we cannot take the days off so I said fuck it I go by my own so I, I I took the flight and I went by my own, not speaking any German. English was okay because I was living in Brighton already. But yeah, I arrived there and uh, not knowing what I'm gonna see, <laughs> and I will never forget first time when I arrived there. I just like on that time the lineup was not announced before until the point that you arrive you reach the the place. No, so I arrived there by my own. They gave me the lineup and when I opened it, uh, Tibor and I started looking at the names of the artists. I mean, all the artists that I was always following, like play music from these artists, it were like, I don't know, like big, big names for me. And all of them were playing on that festival that cost me on that time 80 euros. It was like, <laughs> wow. I cannot believe I paid 80 euros. So I started kind of screaming when <laughs> my own people <laughs> around thinking that I'm crazy. And two, two, two guys, two guys from, from Australia, they were next to me and they just so me super excited come to me and say hey do, do you know about music right so yeah i'm dj myself and i know these artists and these artists, and artists. okay cool so let's make a deal we can uh camp next to you uh we pay you everything whatever you need like for food for drugs whatever and then uh you get you take us to the best uh artist you know so like like <laughs> like a plan deal so yeah they they we, we we became friends and we were together for the whole festival really sweet guys they were leaving me notes out of the den you know like uh, <laughs> let's meet at this time in this place yeah really cool really cool well and wow. it was an amazing experience so so this is you moving to berlin right so boom the thing is that i moved to 
I moved to Fusion Festival and then I decided to move to Berlin because, uh, of course, after Fusion, it's like four days festival. Uh, it was I, I needed to rest before taking the flight back. So I decided always to stay in Berlin for one, two nights. And that was the reason why I I visit Berlin and I, I fell in love with the city. Like uh, it was summertime, it was sunny, it was music everywhere. I, again, we are talking about 2012. So... 2000, sorry, 2000, between 2010 and 2012. And then 2012 is when I moved to Berlin, no? Yeah, um, and you start producing music around 2014? Um... I start producing more after I moved to Berlin. So it was more like uh, 2014, 15, something like this. It's it, it's it's kind of, it's hard for me. Huh? It's, a, it's for, I would say it's the hardest role of all of this music industry or what takes me more time to reach a level that I consider myself like uh, very professional no, about it. Like, for example, with DJ, it's something I've been doing for many, many years and I feel already like, okay, I mean, you can always learn, no? but I, I have the feeling that I, I know a lot. But with, uh, with music production, I mean, I didn't make it like that constantly, like like uh, DJ. And now this is this is my goal. This is one of my goals, no, to to reach the point that I feel okay. I'm a good uh, music producer, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is a this is a really good goal. I love it. Uh, but you're super busy as well, man. Right? So it's like yeah, because uh, well, this this thing about making parties like stayed inside of me since since I did it in Brighton and also in Madrid as a kid. Uh, so when I moved to Berlin, uh, well, everything like explode. No, it was it was a big change. Uh, I I moved to Berlin and I got so much influenced by everything around, not only the artists but the whole city. Like I will never forget at the very beginning taking my bike in the summer, putting my headphones and listen to what at that time was Aleph Aleph Farben. He, he this guy now became really. Uh, commercial, but back on the time he had a really good series of um, DJ sets. Uh, each DJ set was a uh, uh, color. So because of his name, Ale Farben, no, in German, those that doesn't speak German means uh, all colors, no. So every DJ set was a color, like purple, like yellow, and it was amazing because it was like uh, three hours, sometimes four hours. DJ said, "I don't know if he, these guys still have them. I have to check on SoundCloud. If not, you should. Ch- I mean, if, if yes, sorry, you should uh, go and check that out because uh, they're really good. So I remember putting them and listen to the music of this guy with my bike on 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 Berlin summer, looking at around. I was super impressed. I have never experienced something like this. Like." Really, like if you're on drugs, but not being on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> really, really amazing, yeah. And what's happening to your kind of like uh, DJing uh, career? So when you arrived to Berlin, like, you know, like I, I think um, Kaleidoscope was one of your events that you were organizing. Uh, what I was uh, talking about before, sorry, but I just started talking about different things, but it was uh, with um, um, Alberto, uh, Freedom B. He contacted me and uh, we started talking and I told him like, okay, I, I think and I'm going to move to Berlin. Maybe when, when I'm there, we can meet and chat and and yeah, and see uh, what we can do together. So that was the beginning of what, what later on um, was called Wakeful. Wakeful was a series of monthly parties that uh, happened in Golden Gate. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, all clapping from Berlin. Yeah, and... Uh, 
Alberto had the contacts, I had the experience, so we joined forces and he asked me to uh, make this party together. We start organizing the party. Uh, at the beginning, we start booking like artists, local artists like Norman Weber, um, Jacob Fono, uh, and then later on, we start also bringing international artists like Marcos Indab and like from different uh, countries, you know, not only from Germany, but also from Spain, from England, from different places. And it was on Sundays, um, the night from Sunday to Monday. So it was quite wild. And uh, as the name Wakeful Express, so people that was there were people that were not sleeping on the whole weekend. So, yeah, but it was amazing. It was like a really nice time. I had such a good memories from, from that period of time. And one little thing, one little thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a little story that I will never forget. And I want to mention this guy also, R Raymond or Raymond. He's the uh, one of the owners next to Hubi uh, of of Golden Gate. And uh, it was uh, Monday morning, uh, and at that time I was working next to the DJ thing, one or an organization party thing. I was working in in an internship in um, uh, Edarlin, Edarlin. Okay. It's like uh, yeah. What kind of internship was it? It was in uh, TV and marketing. Yeah, 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 like yeah. The, the type of internship that helps you to survive from the first three months <laughs> of the burning. <laughs> whatever, no, whatever yeah, internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because of course I could not speak German at that time, so uh, but I I start working there and also it helps me a lot to bring people because it was a big company with a lot of young people interested on electronic music, so I use it also in the way that I uh, announce my gigs and many people from there came. So it was Monday morning, playing in one of our parties. Uh, I was the only DJ there because Alberto was left and the other art the other artist, the guest artist was gone. Yeah, and, uh, and and it was like, I don't know, eight in the morning, I supposed to start at 10 to work in, in this place. And I say to Raymond, hey, Raymond, we need to close. I mean, I need to go. Like I just left the loop running and went up the stairs. The, and and he looked at me straight to my face and said like no way you are not leaving so like well i have to i have to work no way there's still energy on the dance floor you are not leaving i say well uh and they say what do you want what do you want you want more money i, I will pay you more money it's okay no worries <laughs> just, just go to, just go to the toilet and call call sick and i could not believe it man it was like really like okay let's do it and um yeah, I went to the toilet with a boom, boom, boom on the back, like praying for for not for that my boss not listen to it. And I said, hey, I'm feeling so bad. I cannot go today. I'm so sorry for the last minute notice. And they were like, okay, no, no worries. And yeah, I went back and there's the party go to so. <laughs> continue playing there's a great tip right there like if you have yeah. a job like you can definitely do this man <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's it's a funny story you know but uh it, it, it only happens in berlin i mean i, I show it i learned in that moment oh wow the guys are really more interested he's the owner of the of the club the bar was empty but the 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 dance floor was full he could say no, let's close. I mean, we are not making money, no. And no, he said, like, no, no way. You, I even pay you more if you want to stay longer, but uh, I don't want you to now kill the vibe, you know. And uh, yeah, this this was amazing. Like, yeah. it sounds like as you're explaining that this was like this party series or how we wanna call it. Uh, it was like one of the best ones. 
Yeah, yeah, because it went really well at the beginning. It was very hard for us. We really need to build a name. And uh, I remember there was, a, I will never forget, like in winter, uh, snowing in Berlin, everywhere, super cold. And uh, we managed to pull all your all our friends to uh, make them come to the party. We were really pushy. And at the end, we were lucky that even though it was very cold, many people came. And of course, we had what I consider, for me at least, one of the best best uh, house music DJs ever, Norman Weber from Luna City Express uh, with uh, Marco Resman. And uh, this guy is it's always good. I mean, it's like uh, poker and just leave, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's really good. This is so amazing, man. There are like so many things, obviously, just for the listeners. So you have been DJing for 20 plus years. Uh, obviously we won't be able to cover like everything, but like, can we say that like wakeful is kind of like one of the nicest memories uh, throughout your DJing career? Yeah, especially because it was the beginning and Golden Gate, uh, for me was the first club that gave me the opportunity to play in Berlin, expose myself as a DJ. So I learned a lot. I will always say that my roots come from, from Golden Gate, Golden Gate sound, you know, and you can still listen to my sets like, uh, I like I like the deep sound. I like the more uh, like um, complex sound, but always with the push. Always with it has to be for the dance floor. You know, I need that. It's so interesting because um, you are you were my teacher. You are my teacher. <laughs> I consider you my teacher today as well, <laughs> even though <laughs> we finished other? the course. Uh, yeah. But it's like we've never talked about these things, so it's like super no. interesting to me as well. And also, like you were mentioning that. It was very difficult in the beginning. So before this, like uh, everything got started with this uh, wakeful, like the connections and everything. Uh, so I have a couple of questions. For example, how did you get to know Alberto Fridombi in in Madrid, actually? Or um... well, in Madrid, not directly. We had friends in common because he has always been uh, uh, like very uh, established into the music scene in Madrid and also now in in Berlin. But we met each other, as I say, through my party that I was doing in Brighton. He kind of find ah, out. You, how huh? the, yeah, he wrote me and he contacted me. And from that point, uh, we started talking. So he was already in Berlin and I was in, in, in Brighton. And that was the connection. So in Berlin, like, how do you start building these connections to kind of like prepare this wakeful uh, party series? Like, how did it go? I had, the, as I say, I had the more or less like the knowledge about creating a brand, uh, uh, marketing this brand also. And uh, so I kind of, that was the knowledge that I put, no? Alberto had the really, he's really good on bookings and he has a lot of contacts also for bookings. So he was more the one uh, creating lineups. I was more like the one maybe uh, creating the, or, or like pushing the creative side of, of it, no? Like, uh creating the logo uh, thinking about the naming uh, uh we were there was a part that something that we tried we uh, we which i mean it was an error we also learned no by trying error yeah but from my point of view it was an error because it was in berlin but in a different place we would fit we tried to do in that time video mapping well we, we tried no we did video mapping with a guy that uh, the company was really good so we built an instructor who <clears throat> was like a w made out of cubes and then we project with the projector and like on the cubes and like was really cool like during the night like to show something else not only music but berlin is very underground so i remember showing this to raymond again and he was looking at it like yeah it's cool but 
not for here. You know, like uh, they wanted to keep it like dirty. They wanted to keep it like simple. They wanted to keep it like more uh, like Berlin uh, style or Berlin like soul, you know, which I understand. And it took me a bit to, to understand, no? but I understand now perfectly how how it is, you know. Just to mention also, because it was the other big part of, of this organizing thing in my experience, was the kaleidoscope in the discotheque Melancholy. I'm going to just mention very quickly. So this was a serious also monthly party that was going on in, in uh, discotheque Melancholy. Discotheque Melancholy was very special because it was a club within uh, um, like a Speti. Speti in, in Germany is like a 24 hours late night shop. Where you can go and buy tobacco and buy like this type of things, no? Like, uh, so there was a, a one like shop of this type, and then it, there was a big uh, fridge with beers. And uh, when you arrived there, the, there was a, a guy opening this this fridge, and you get into the club. That was secret club behind this, no? So, Found it amazing. Which bit is this, Bruno? <laughs> it's next to the next to KitKat Club, oh, right really? next, right the next door. Okay. So, so uh, at the first event that went really well, I found uh, I, I thought about my very good friend uh, Martin Patino, amazing producer. Um, yeah, he this guy was crazy. This this guy is always experimenting with music with sound, and he he was by this time he was doing a show with a cactus connected to sensors so every time he was playing the spikes of the cactus was like triggering a particular sound oh, wow. and he was just making a live act with this so i thought okay i have to put this guy with this super weird live show in the most weird club in merlin which is this one behind the fridge door of Spetti. and boom like i did that and it was packed it was full and the guys were very happy they asked asked, asked me um uh, Fabienne, my girlfriend at that time, to to continue doing the series, and we make made like uh, for one year parties there, and the the concept was to always bring one live act and then DJs. Wow, this is so cool. So so was it like a success? Can we say? Yes, I mean for that year, yes, it was really. Then then we stopped for personal reasons. I stopped organizing. It was too much. I could not like put all the energies and time on it. So, but uh, yeah, it was success. Also, it was really success. Yeah. Yeah, super nice ideas actually put into it, like concepts. It's it seems super interesting actually. Yes, definitely, like uh, organizing your own events. But you need to build connections and also some of the things that you you mentioned, um, like you know flyers, promotions, and all that work that you did alone before uh, having Freedom B or any other <laughs> other support. Um, so what advice would you give to other DJs who might be thinking about organizing their own events, like what not to do and what to do, maybe one, two tips? Okay, first of all, uh, if you are over the 30s, get surrounded by young people with energy, like uh, close to the 20. Yeah, because otherwise it, it can be, get really frustrating. Secondly, get a team, get a team. Like uh, no matter how good, how effective, how organized you are, uh you gonna find out that you always need people helping you because you cannot be very good in all of these roles you're gonna need be surrounded by the best so try to maybe before you start making the party write down all the things that you're gonna need from there you're gonna realize okay i need uh, someone taking care of this and this and this and this and try to not make all things by yourself just to save some money so 
if you if you notice that to make a party on the um quality standard that you would like to do it is going to cost you that much, much money and you don't have the money to do it don't do the party you know what yeah. i mean like don't yeah. try to do things in the middle way like try to uh firstly set realistically your goals and see if you can reach them with the resources that you have and if you not and and be honest with yourself if you see i cannot do that i don't have now the time or the money or the energies to do that then don't embark yourself in this um um like uh, trip because it's, it can be too much like it's it's fun it's it's cool but uh yeah it can be really hard Ah, uh, yeah. By the way, I forgot about it. But you mentioned if I organize something else. Yeah, in film festival, I organized one stage, a stage, and it was a circus um, uh, um, tent, like huge one. And there we have like a theater, uh, circus acts, and also live acts and uh, DJs. This I did it with Steffi, my old partner, also in crime. I, I always try to to partner up with people that, uh, of yeah. course know more about these things but yeah this one in field festival was good but this is it the reason why i remind this is because there was the point where i got more exhausted that exhausted for the uh, the amount of work and also the uh leading with parties money and stuff that i have blacked out one day i was like too much and i just not eating that much not sleeping and then blackout so it can be really tough, no? If you don't really take care of yourself and uh, set like realistic goals. Thanks for the tips. And actually, kind of like want to circle to uh, B time. Like, I mean, you've had so many projects over the years. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the Monog records, and you know, like regular label, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I kind of like want to uh, get to B time in terms of uh, you know how it all started like how did the idea come about and also like i was wondering because now you're teaching kind of like djing skills and uh but not really like music business skills yet but you mm -hmm. could also do that no like it's like uh beat time can become like like you have the skills and then you also have kind of like the the business knowledge to kind of like get started and go and do your thing. But like, uh, let's start with like how you, how you start B-Time and like, when was the point in time when the idea came, right? So. That's also a funny story, but this time I really gonna keep it uh, short because please I don't no, know. Please we no, please <laughs> <laughs> We are running I out. I hear time. this. So uh, basically um, all became because I was uh, doing some uh, holidays um, on, on Italy. And um, I didn't know about this uh, Airbnb experience uh, at that time. So I found out, okay, let, uh, there is some uh, things that I can do here in, in Italy uh, with locals. So I book uh, how to do gnocchis, how to cook gnocchis in Italian style. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. And then, and then by doing that, I came to the idea, oh, wait, wait a second. If the locals are doing this in Italy, why I cannot do the same in, in Germany, in Berlin? Why cannot like teach people how to play music? And to be honest, my first uh, thought was like it's gonna be full of people doing this right now. So I just did it when I came back. I did a, did a quick check on um, Instagram. Sorry, not Instagram, uh, Airbnb, and I found out that uh, nobody was doing that. So I start like creating my own the experience and about yeah showing people not only 
how to play music as a DJ, but also to talk to them and explain them the how the music, the club music scene in Berlin was created, how it had developed on time, and like yeah, like give them some um, historical background about uh, the, the club scene in Berlin. I want that. I wanted the, the the tourists that come here to learn that, also to learn how to behave when they go to a to a club, how to you know respect the others, how to in other words not be assholes, you know, when they go out and uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's a cultural thing that we need to teach others not only when we are in the club but also in the daily life. You know, it's it's a very important thing like to to keep it to keep it special in Berlin. Uh, not only rejecting them, but more than rejecting them, like teaching them how to behave in order to allow them to come in and making sure that they will, uh, yeah, uh, respect the rules, like the written rules, no? So that's what that's what I tried, and it worked really well. That well that I I noticed, man, I giving so much money in fees to Airbnb. Uh, I'm working my ass off, so why not making my own DJ school and like earning the money for myself and not for others so then corona came bang and yeah there was like a sign no okay now i can slow down because there are no bookings from airbnb nobody no tourists uh, flying to berlin so let's use the time to build a website and to bring this uh, idea to to reality and i did that it took me the one year corona more or less like to build a website uh, it was hard job, but it was really worth it. Uh, as you can see now, many people is telling me, uh, new students, like how cool the website looks, how attractive for them was when they contact you. You were one of them, no? For example, hundred yeah, percent, man. Yeah, and then uh, I I also create the whole content for the whole uh, course. Uh, there was not anymore only DJ workshops, but a full course now, starting from scratch and ending up playing and performing in a bar club in Berlin. So. Well, you can tell them better than me. You were one of them. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, again, when I was looking for uh, DJ uh, schools in Berlin, uh, one of the reasons was that I wanted to have an in-person experience. And the second reason was because I knew that I was going through the online course, but like I knew nobody in Berlin, right? So I have to kind of like build connections and one of the ways you can build connections is through as you're learning as you're moving forward you're learning you are getting to know people also i just enrolled in a music production course but it's an in-person in berlin you know so it's like i wanna because i was going through a ableton course online also but it's like yeah. so boring to just do the course online on your own there's like no community nothing you can network no nobody that you can network with and things like that right so it's like yeah, in-person experience, uh, building connections with other fellow uh, DJs or producer, whatever it is, and then also the opportunity to perform uh, live as a DJ, uh, which is part of uh, one of your courses. Uh, and I did that. And so we performed together in Minimal Bar, which yeah. is amazing, man. And the most <laughs> really important thing, it. after that, you continue performing, which uh, makes me feel very proud, I have to say. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because uh, you suggested that I get in touch with the owner. So I did. And I kind of like we could connect. So and then continue so yeah um but tell the listeners a little bit more about like uh what time is focused on like what are some of the courses that you kind of like provide and uh yeah so well Bidheim, uh for those that doesn't know the name is comes from the combination of bit like english word and heim uh, uh which means like 
it's a, it's a German term that is uh, mostly used for uh, the home of, you no, know, like it's like the home of the beat would be the idea of this. It's a invented new word, word you no, know, like. Uh, it's pretty but, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> some people pronounce it bit heim, no, especially from Spain. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for those that speak German, uh, the e is pronounced like heim. No? E e is like heim. Yeah. So. Anyway, so it's a it's a DJ school like uh, based in Berlin, uh, where as I mentioned before, people that uh, has no idea, uh, like starting from really scratch, like not having any idea about how to play, they can end up actually becoming professional DJs and playing in bars, clubs, private parties, like uh, openers, whatever. Um, the most interesting thing, I, I from my point of view, is that this is like a one-on-one. So you will not be uh, like uh, being part of a small group or big groups as others offers, no. Yeah. Uh, so you get all the attention from the from the teacher, uh, me or Dominic in this case. Now that is also working with us, you you as you said, you built a relationship with us. No, it's like uh, we became friends, as you can see now. Like uh, we we also thank you for the time once again. Exactly. No, no, my pleasure. So, and uh, I, I go out with my students, you know, I, I built uh, at the end a friendship, which is amazing. And I never thought about that, to be honest. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mix though. So we are not like an ordinary uh, DJ school. Like we are something more than this. It's a, it's a place where you're gonna, uh, from, I mean, you belong to it. No? So it's, yeah. it's like uh, a special uh, community also support from the different students, like we have this monthly midheim night in the minimal bar where our students play for the very first time, and the other students come to support them and to to see what they do and to to help around. It's like it's beautiful. Like uh, it's kind of really um, uh, grateful to to see like uh, how yeah people that come to you and say help me i have no idea about how to play but i love this because i i i notice that i'm always the one playing music uh, from spotify in my friends <laughs> so party. i'm a dj you know i i i, I, I want to be a dj because i feel i'm a dj but i'm still and this is something i told to all of them like you all are djs but you just need to you know someone that helps you to wake up this dj that is inside of you and take it out and that's the that's the idea so uh Thanks God, it's working good. It's working really good. As good that now we are like uh, getting bigger, and uh, we got another new studio. Uh, and I'm still like, of course, teaching uh, students. But uh, what I'm trying now is to um, give more uh, of these students to to Dominic, which starts like um, like a couple of months ago. And to have more free time for myself, also to produce music, I need to kind of work more in my creative side uh, because it took too much energies and time from my side when I start with BitHub. No, definitely. It's like more like more like a full time job or even more like more than a full time job. Right. So it's like your yes. own business and creation, which is like amazing. I mean, congratulations on that, you know, like starting <laughs> something on your own. And I was an entrepreneur for like one and a half, two years. And I know how hard it is to kind of like you know, come up with a service or a product that there is a need for and, you know, people want it and you actually have students and stuff like that. You have so many students, man, on the door, you don't have any more space to put the students, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
people who are just listening to this podcast, uh, behind Bruno, there is a door and you can see the students, uh, pictures of the students on the door. Yeah, I always like to take with an analog uh, camera, like a photo of me and the students as a memory, as I say, like, uh, I will not... send my profile picture. <laughs> we don't have it, no? We don't have it. Oh, yes, we, we, we have will, one. No? We will, we will, well, we have we will to, take okay. care of it. But like how many students did you have? It's over 200 or more? No, well, now like I would say, of course, not all of them end up uh, performing because uh, there are different levels. No? Some people uh, aim to, to um, play maybe only in private parties. Some people do it as a therapy. Uh -huh. They don't want to play it. Yeah, feel very, yeah. which is super interesting to see all of these different profiles. So, like people that comes to me and say, "I just want to be famous. Please make me a famous <laughs> DJ." Uh, yeah, things like what really. Do you tell? What do you well, then I tell them. No, no, I tell them you have to choose the wrong business. Like, <laughs> you want to be famous? If you think in this way, it's the wrong way of thinking. No, like starting point is not the right starting point. Yeah, but. Uh, because I think that you need to do this with passion, and and then all the things come. But if you start the the house from the roof, probably will not work. So, um, yeah. But as I say, like uh, over two hundred, yeah, uh, students already. Like, nice. um, and uh, the most interesting thing for me is not the number, but the quality of them. Man, recently we have students from all over the the world like uh i have uh, one guy a really sweet guy from mexico he just uh, looked on internet found us and and book for like a month in berlin just to come to make the full course to play in the minimal bar and then to go back to mexico same story with one with a yumi one girl from hong kong she just finished like last weekend uh she came from hong kong just to play same story uh with sarah she's from beirut and now it's like a role and, and learning with me and she's gonna have the gig uh on the first of september maria from spain also like really a lot of uh, students from all over the world more than the students in berlin uh they just come to yeah to visit us uh, to experience like one month of learning this is incredible. I mean, like huge congrats. This is like amazing. So hope uh, the goal, I mean, to the moon, right? <laughs> and I hope you will have some time to kind of like, yeah, like focus more on music production. Because uh, I know you feel there's something that wants to come out, right? So, you, you know. Exactly, exactly. That's another, again, like this need, you know, like, uh, thanks God, the school is working very good, so I don't need to be worried about the economical aspect, but uh, I'm worried about the creative aspect. So I need to work on, on it in order to, yeah, to be happy, <laughs> which is what Amazing. all of us are yeah. seeking for. No? I love it. So basically the idea was born in 2019 around-ish, and then 2020 exactly. you start? Okay. Exactly, exactly. So we, we are pretty new. It's like uh, three years uh, this school. But already taking over Berlin, because when I was looking uh, for schools, like, honestly, I found like uh, two, three, maybe four schools, and one of them was B-Time. And it was the most appealing to me, honestly. Thank you. That's very really nice to hear. And the thing also is that we are specialized on DJing. We are not teaching like uh, music production, other things like we want to really focus on that. So there is no other like uh, and there's one or two, but not really that uh, professional and, and, and specialized on, on this field. Thanks, man, for sharing all these. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, before we kind of like close the episode, 
Um, one of my last questions usually is like, tell the listeners, please, where they can learn more about you, where they should go online, check out B-Time, what, are, what is the best place? Well, basically, uh, there is a super nice website that took me a year to finish. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely uh, ask them to to visit it. It's like uh, com. I spell it for those that are not seeing the video or like or just like listen to the podcast. It's like B-E-A-T-H-E-I-M, Bitheim. Uh, dot com. So Amazing, you have yeah. in, in three different languages like German, English, and Spanish, which are the languages that we are um, teaching in. So there is all the info about full courses, DJ packs, uh, DJ workshops, etc. To to search more about myself, I will tell them to visit uh, SoundCloud, like and search for Bruno Otranto, O T R A N T O. That's that's the place where I upload all my DJ mixes, uh, um, release tracks, and yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Thank you for sharing. And all the links are going to be in the show notes. Like if someone is listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those podcast directories, in the show notes, they can find the links. But it's going to be also available on, on, on my website, resonant.com forward slash podcast. Um, so yeah, everything can be found there. And uh, yeah, usually my last question is like, um, I mean, what are your future goals and future aspirations? We kind of like touched on music production, but if there's anything else, feel free to share. To be clear and honest, like what I, my first goal right now is to get into DJ production. Like I already produce him for, for years, but I want to get back to this um, workflow where I was like producing like maybe like every month, every two months, no? Like I would like to get to reach the point where I'm like making a lot of music and start releasing music in uh, like Berlin labels, for example, no? Which I, I would like to. Uh, recently, just to finish, like I work also in Sisyphos. Uh, forgot to mention, like I started working as an artist girl and, and um, sound technician. So it has put in me, it's, it's really amazing. I love my team. I love working there is one, like really it helped me a lot also to to feel that I'm still doing creative things and also to learn and uh yeah it put me a lot of, in contact with a lot of artists and and label managers and uh, music producers so I think that this is a good bridge for me to in order to start like releasing music once I have that music no so my goal is to have the product have the music and uh yeah like uh make and like it's space for, of my, for my name in this industry you know as a music producer not only as a organizer of events or like a music teacher and dj yeah for more than 20 years so yes like dj dj i mean i kind of have a name in 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 the berlin scene you know but uh i would like to start being more also recognized outside of berlin you know so for that i need to produce music i, I know that and the last part is that uh, once I reach this point, uh, I want to become a father. But uh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> it's not about music industry. 
I feel there's another episode we need to start. We need to... <laughs> because there that... was a key point, like producing your music can help with everything. So like, you know, we could dive deeper into that, but <laughs> not in this episode. Sorry, guys. I have to be respectful of Bruno's time. So Bruno, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you too, uh, Tibor, for inviting me. I appreciate a lot also your effort. And uh, I have to say that you are putting things like in a really professional way and like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed and very looking forward to follow you and your steps as a resonant DJ, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> I follow your videos that you put in Instagram and like with your mixes and it's really nice. It's People really nice are getting see. sick, I think, of the videos. No, man, but you're constant and you're like, uh, you have love on it. So I'm passionate. So that's the most important thing. Yeah, let's see. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of the Break Into The Scene podcast today. If you want to receive regular updates about new episodes, make sure to sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. If you want to check out the detailed show notes and free resources, make sure to visit our website, resonant.com forward slash podcast. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, just keep it real, my friend.